Hello, After Buzzers. Season 28 of Dancing with the Stars has come to a close, and there are some surprises and some mind-boggling freestyles. Stay tuned, and we're going to talk all about it. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Okay, enough of that. That was just so busted and wrong on so many levels. But <laughs> welcome back, you guys, for season 28, the finale of Dancing with the Stars. I finally made it back here. I've been so remiss in being here, but oh my God, I'm here now and I'm so excited to join the panel for to talk about this finale. I am one of the hosts of Dancing with the Stars here at After Buzz, Carla Renata. And as usual, um, we got a lot to talk about. Y'all know what my dance background is. I'm a Broadway baby, and I love Dancing with the Stars. I've watched all 28 seasons of it, and I'm down for all of that. And I'm joined by Jeff Graham and Carla Beltran, and I'll tell them about y'all. So for the people that are just fun- tuning in for the first time, but if you're tuning in for the first time, you're a little late. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to the Dancing with the Stars app show. Uh, as Carla mentioned, we're so excited to be here. Finale night and yeah. great season. I had a ton of fun with you guys. Yeah. Teague is in the chat now. We miss you, girl. Um, but nice Teague. that you can join us in spirit. Um, Jeff Graham here, guys. I uh, danced on a boat for a while, playing Bob Gaudi on a Jersey Boys tribute show. Um, probably a better singer than dancer, but they're like related, right? Yes, of course. Yes, if you if you like a good tenor too, <laughs> that's what I do. And I am Carla Beltran, Carla with a K. Yes, we always forget to say I that. I always forget to say that. Yeah. Carla with a C, Carla with a K. Yes. Carla with a K. And I used to dance while growing up, and I actually worked for Dancing with the Stars. So. Yes, she did. Insider. Yes. She's got inside info. Okay, well, before we get into the finale, let me just say that while I wasn't here last week, I was at a function, basically the ABC Disney Christmas party, holiday party, where I ran into Whitney. And Whitney told me to keep an eye out for Kel tonight, and I'm so glad she did because we saw some good stuff. But um, before I get into that conversation, what did we think overall about how the finale kind of the flow of the finale this evening? You go first. And the um, season overall, like, how do we feel about that? Yeah, taking it all in. For me, I didn't really feel like it was a finale, only because I feel like most of the time for the finale, they go all out and they have extra stuff and they have, like, guests and they have more dances. And it's usually normally around the holidays, so there's either, like, Christmas tree or something, like, related, or, like, they'll do a little parade on the outside of, like, the studio. But they kind of kept it all inside the studio, and it was very much like any other episode as, like, as the whole season went on, you yeah. know? So it didn't really feel much like a finale until, like, the, the end. end. <laughs> yeah. You're you right. Know? They would do that whole thing at the Grove, and they yeah. would have Santa and the sleigh and the whole yeah. reindeer situation, and they would, part of it would be outside of the Grove. Part of it would be in the studio. They they usually would, you're right, have more guests performing. It, it, it I don't know. This season overall felt just weird. It yeah. felt off-kilter. It just felt off. And I don't know why it felt off. I don't know if the judges deciding who was going home at the end of every episode kind of put a damper on it. I don't know if um, not having theme nights like we were discussing off the yeah. air was part of it. Like, I am i can't quite pinpoint 
what it was that made me feel like wah, wah, wah. I think well, all I, of that. Yeah, and know? I also know from an inside perspective that um, <laughs> they actually got new producers this year. So oh. they have a whole new inside team. And a lot of people that used to work on the show didn't come back to work on the show this year. Then that's So there sense. was a yeah. big difference with a lot of the people that were working oh. within the show. That That's why there was a lot of changes. I think oh. it's kind of a collection of everything you mentioned, Carla. There wasn't any huge thing this year that made the season significantly different, but when you don't have theme nights often, when you have the judges picking who's getting eliminated, when you don't have... I just think in general, I'm used to higher highs, but also lower lows. Mm -hmm. This season was just a little more steady, but at the same time, I think it was leaning away from what I think makes the show really fun. I feel like the show was chasing instincts it shouldn't have necessarily been chasing. I think it assumes that everyone wants to see a return to basics and a return to simplicity, but personally, I don't want that. I like the theme (laughs) nights. I like some of the risks that the show takes, and Mm -hmm. I feel like... Oh, when you look back on the season, you can kind of see overall that the return to simplicity didn't necessarily behoove the show for me. Yeah, you know, Carla, that's a good Carla with a K. That's a good point that you made about because I wasn't aware about the new producers, and that's a really good point. They were probably coming in trying to make their own stamp, make their own mark, and fluff mm-hmm. it up in a way that they thought was going to be interesting. But I bet some of those new people that came on haven't really watched the show for all 28 seasons or even a good portion of it. So they weren't probably weren't aware and didn't have their pulse on what makes it exciting for people like us and the people in the chat room and the fans out in the And people that have been watching the show for like years, you Mm -hmm. know? Because I've been watching it since day one, straight up. Like when when the show started tonight, one of the things that I said was, I remember when when Kel jumped out in the, the high school musical number, I was like, oh, I remember season one, they had Monique from yeah. High School Musical as a contestant on the show. Like, that's how long I've been watching the show. Yeah. I was like, and when, I, when that actually came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, okay, well, girl. <laughs> you, you You've been your, a longtime fan. You showing yep. your Dancing with the Stars age, but okay. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, there was no judges saved tonight, so it was strictly based on scores, I guess, because they didn't really say scores what. Scores and, and votes. And votes. Scores and votes. Mainly so, votes. Mainly votes, but they gave a big shout-out at the top of the show to Bruno and their mm-hmm. director, Phil Hayes, because both of them were celebrating a birthday this evening. So happy birthday, Bruno yes! and Phil Hayes. Woo-woo. So there was that. And then we got started right into the competition. Like, they did not mess around. They were like, okay, we just going to get started. And we started out with Ali and Sasha, who uh, did a jive to Proud Mary. So most of the dances, the first dances for everybody was a a revisit of something that they did that they either did really well on or something that was like their favorite dance. Yeah. When Allie did this this jive the first time around, I was all about her doing this jive. Mm. It was the... I remember watching that thing and, well, okay. Okay, we got a contender here. I loved her doing that. Um, And she got a perfect score for that. Which is funny because she's been getting a perfect score the last couple of weeks. And it's also funny because they were railing her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, they it, were. It, and it totally flipped on his head. They went from totally railing her to giving her perfect tens. What do you think was the turnaround for her with the judges, you guys? I think at the beginning of the show, we saw a very, very big version of Allie that wasn't necessarily ballroom, right? She was a great dancer. But she was kind of dancing like a pop star. And I think she Sasha yeah. and the judges had to kind of tone her down and turn her into more of a technician. And I think that transition is what really put her over the edge. 
I don't know. Personally, I don't want to be a hater. I really do like Allie. She's grown on me. I think on average, she was scored a little more generously than the rest of the contestants for the last three weeks. She's excellent. But I've noticed that for some contestants, they'll nitpick mistakes and give them a nine because of it. Yeah. And for Allie, they'll do that. There was a couple mistakes, but overall, it was so good. We'll give you a 10. Um and I don't know, maybe in the ballroom, it's just really that energy of perfection's coming through. But they, I found them to be less nitpicky with her than some of the other contestants, especially James. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually just wanted to say that when she first started this and she was singing, she totally gave me goosebumps. It was amazing. It was incredible. But I think that she did it amazing the first time, and then she came back out and did the dance incredible. Yeah, she slayed it. And you made a really good point. Jeff and Carla, Jeff and I, you guys, we were talking about this before we got on the air. As someone who's been in that ballroom during a live taping, we were saying that sometimes what we see on television doesn't translate as well as it may in the ballroom, which is why some of the scores are reflected the way that they are for some of the contestants. Like in the ballroom, it will feel like it is electric. And then you watch it on TV and you're like, ooh, that doesn't look like the same dance I saw and Mm. vice versa. So that was a really good point that you made, but I thought she killed it. And someone in the chat room brought up to me that not only was Monique from High School Musical on the show, but Corbin Blue was on the show as well, but they weren't in the same season. Yeah, yeah. They were both both were on Dancing with the Stars at some point. Yes, exactly. Efron, I'll do Dancing with the Stars. I sure hope so. (laughs) That would put the show over if he did. Zach Efron did it. He would win. Oh, oh. You think he would win? Yes. I don't know. I yeah. would go back and he watch might, it. He might win him. if he take that shirt off. I'll, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he might have take exactly. that shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next up doing a revisit was Lauren and Gleb with Foxtrot to Jolene. And I. so this is one thing that we never brought up through, during the whole season, which I just recognized tonight, just slow, and I don't even know why. But everybody's team had a hashtag, and their, their hashtag was um, hashtag team hunk. Team Tonky Honk, Tonky which Honk. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. That made me laugh so. That made me laugh so much. But um, this is what I have to say about Lauren, Elena, and Gleb. Lauren Elena is a perfect example of what Dancing with the Stars is supposed to be. You take someone who is a celebrity who has never done ballroom or any kind of dance whatsoever and you put them in a ballroom dancing situation and they go f- literally from like, you know... They, they they form into a butterfly. They go from like a little moth to like a little butterfly. And it was so wonderful. Like remember the first couple of weeks she was complaining about her costumes being too yeah. short and showing too much skin and this thing might coming out and this, that, and the other. And she went from that to like to- totally owning her sexuality, stepping into it. She was graceful. She was mm-hmm. beautiful. And I just, I really was rooting for her because I remember her from American Idol. And she wasn't the winner on American Idol. And I really, really wanted this to be a win for her because out of everyone on the show, despite the ones that made it to the semifinals and the finals, to me, she was the one contestant that really grew the most and totally embodies what Dancing with the Stars is supposed to be about. Yeah, well definitely. Said. Clip that out. I know, seriously. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. She she was just, 
She was a joy to watch. Yeah. She never even even some of the things that, she, that someone someone would misconstrue as her complaining. For some reason, when Lauren Elena would say it, it never felt like a complaint. Yeah, no, she is so humble. Is the thing, and we've seen every single part of her personality. I think you said that earlier, and I think that it's incredible to just kind of see the growth from when she started to where she is now. Even with her dancing, she did this dance originally like for like week four, and to going back and doing it again, she just did it even better with her legs were accentuated and she was just kind of like okay I feel comfortable with myself and she was she's incredible I'm really sad that she didn't take the mirror ball home I've said it a couple times and I'll say it again but loved Gleb and Lauren as a partnership so surprisingly you said you said before we were on the air that you were surprised about their partner like if you were going to pick a partner for Gleb that's not somebody who would you have picked for him uh for him yeah I don't necessarily know pick? from this crop. For her, though, I probably would have picked someone a little, like, goofier, like maybe like a Sasha or an Alan. But the thing I like is I feel like sometimes Gleb gets contestants who lean into their sexuality too much, and mm. he doesn't know how to pull that back. Mm. And I think Lauren needed someone who was going to sort of push her to be a little more confident and sexy, but he needed a partner who was going to bring depth and emotion, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like she did a really interesting thing where we saw a deeper, more thoughtful side of Gleb this season. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they brought out the best in each other, and I really really enjoy them together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they pushed each other in the right direction. I think they they did the right amount of pushing toward each other and for each other that didn't um, interfere or, or... cause a riff or some kind of you know discontent mm-hmm. in their 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 dancing partnership so that was that was nice to watch I love seeing him get emotional I've never seen that side of Gleb before I know. it was really sweet oh it was really sweet yeah Aww. loved it I can't what did you guys think about Kel and Whitney's uh jazz to high school musical we mentioned we uh, referenced it a little earlier I think that you can tell this was his favorite dance Mm -hmm. because he came out and he delivered a great dance like he did the last time. This was my first dance that he came out and I was like, oh my gosh, like he actually has it in him. So I think that the fact that he came back and he was able to redo the dance, it was incredible. You can tell he really likes that diamond those diamonds, you guys, you that he does. That. I was like, he nope. likes those. He, he likes, likes being, being the in the center and being like having people behind him, which who doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. This was his, you said this earlier, that this was his crossover to Disney, and I really do think so. It was yeah. his opportunity to be part of the high school musical trend. Jeff said that, but it sounded like something I would have said. <laughs> Sorry, we can, we'll both take credit. We're a panel. We'll both take credit for that. Um, but yeah, he did a great job with that, and the judges were happy with it, and it was nice to see him revisit something this is what i love about the finale for for the contestants it gives them an opportunity to revisit the journey that they've been on because when they did these dances originally their mindset and their journey and even their dance skills was at a very different place than it is by the time they get to this night yeah so it's nice to see them get to this place and see the joy that comes along with the journey i love that i'm such a softy but anyway i am i'm a softy but i loved seeing that and then up Last up was Hannah and Alan with their Viennese walls. Um, Hannah, let's just address the elephant in the room. So with each one of these these situations, the uh, the judges came in and talked to the, the contestants. With Hannah, Carrie Ann came in and spoke with her. And it was a situation that was not lovely. And... Hannah felt some kind of way about it. And 
she was defensive about it. And I feel like in general, Hannah, throughout most of this journey, is someone that is coming into a a dance competition as a reality star where she didn't have to perform. She was just basically being herself. So now you're in another reality show where skills are involved, where you're being critiqued on the skills. If you're just being yourself, you know, sleeping around or doing whatever you're doing on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, there's no skill involved in that. That's just what it is. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Either somebody likes you or they don't. But, I know, I'm just wrong. I'm, I'm, I know they're going to come for me. I don't care. Come for me. But when you're on Dancing with the Stars, there's skill involved. And I feel like... Carrie Ann Anaba, whenever she would say something, whether it be to Allie, whether it be to Hannah, or whoever she would make a comment, even Sean Spicer, Carrie Ann Anaba was a professional dancer. She was a fly girl on In Living Color. She was in the Austin Powers movie. She made a career and and used most of her professional life making money as a professional dancer. That's what she did. She's been in this position because being on Dancing with the Stars is like going to an audition and somebody telling you you got the gig or you didn't get the gig, right? Mm -hmm. So she has been in that position. She knows exactly what that feels like to have somebody judge you based on what you're doing. I don't think she ever does it to slight. I think she does it for exactly the reasons that she said. Her sole purpose there is to help her, and it made her sad that Hannah was feeling some kind of way. How did y'all feel about that moment because I was like ooh yeah we talked we talked about it last week we, it was definitely we, we did talk about it last week a little it was it was definitely uncomfortable but to just even go back to the whole point of her not being able to take criticism from mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. I think that this dance for me a little bit I feel like she underperformed and I think it's because she was kind of like over it and she was like oh okay like I've already done this and I don't need to like you know make it as perfect as, as I should have with like some of the kicks weren't really as great as they probably should have she did start off on the wrong foot and she didn't try to come back from it but I think that the biggest thing and maybe it's just from like a personal thing for me is that I think that it's really important to be able to take um, criticism in any platform that you're at Absolutely. like whatever work it is you it know, makes you grow it makes you grow yes. and when you're able to own up to like you making a mistake is even bigger it shows that you are growing even more when you're like yeah you know what you're right I did start on the wrong foot and it was kind of hard for me to come back from it and I got into my head but you know I kind of did the best that I could and I delivered a dance and I would have appreciated that much more than her being like what like no I didn't when like you 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 know you did you know and and that's okay but I think that I think that for her, she's been, like, this person, and she's portrayed this picture that she's, like, a pageant girl, so therefore she has to be perfect. But the reality is, is, like, when you try something new, if you mess up, that's okay. Like, because there's people who have been, like, professionals for, like, so many years and doing something, and they still mess up till this day, but they own up to it, and that's how they grow. And that was, like, I think that was my biggest struggle struggle with her, yeah. is that she didn't really grow from this experience mm-hmm. at all. You know, she took the bad things from it. You can tell like people's eyes don't lie you know somebody could giving you be giving you a smile but the way that they're looking at you you can tell that she has so much resentment towards Carrie Ann and she did not appreciate any of the feedback that she was giving her because she was telling her things that she didn't want to hear about her and the truth unfortunately hurts and it just kind of was one of those things that I was like yeah you know I think I'm somewhere in the middle with you guys I think I approach Hannah a little differently just because I've seen her on 
her journey on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And I think coming off that broken engagement, I think she's still a little broken up about it. Yeah. Okay, um, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah and that's I a think good point. I, I actually agree with you guys. I think it wasn't always a good look to watch her take criticism so poorly. But I, it's been interesting to hear her on podcasts and stuff open up about how like she's trying therapy for the first time. She's oh. coming off this world where she was like living this perfect Christian pageant life, and she's been thrown into this new person, and she's discovering who she is. And I feel like through that, we've seen some good sides of her and some 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 rough sides of her too, you yeah. know. And um, I think doing that all publicly, especially as a non-performer, has in some ways been pretty painful for her. Yeah. So I actually agree with you guys. I think she didn't always take criticism very gracefully. But I will say, I do think the judges came down hard on her sometimes. And Carrie Ann has a tendency to give really good coaching notes, but sometimes they are personal. Sometimes it comes out wrong. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes, <clears throat> I, excuse me, I sometimes feel like what she says is right on the money, mm-hmm. but it's the way that she communicates yeah. it and mm-hmm. the tone in which she communicates it that makes you go, ooh, girl. It's, I think <laughs> like with yeah. Carrie Ann, it's like those kind of notes would be really nice in a one-on-one private coaching. Mm-hmm. Where Because what she'll do is she'll be like, are you having a tough day? She'll like call you out right yeah. away. And I know her heart is so earnest and it wants to be helpful, but on a live stage, that can be really challenging for people. And she wants to break you a little bit so she can grow you, but I think sometimes maybe that's better for a private rehearsal rather than a live taping. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, as a dancer, I've been in those rehearsals with those, choreo- those yeah. choreographers and those directors. I had one director in particular that used to let me have it on a daily basis. And I used to, after every rehearsal, I would be in my car driving home, and I would be, and it's somebody really famous too. I'll tell y'all who it is when we get off the air. Yeah. But... <laughs> This direct, I almost said, mm. but this director, I would Bob Fosse? No. no, not Bob Fosse, but I would be in my car and I would call my mother every night and I would be crying. I would be just lit because I would be angry, not upset, but just mad. And my mother would be like, just take the criticism, get the credit put this person's name on your resume and just keep it moving. Yeah. And yeah. now me me and that person are good, but ooh, child, I know I know what it feels like to be in that place where somebody is on you all the time and you're like, there are 20 other people here. You can't yeah. be on that person. Yeah. Why you got to be right. on me? Yeah. Like I totally get it. Um but then after all of that was said and done, we had some performances. We had a little Pitbull with a little Neo. We had a little Cher action. Cher's going back on tour. I cannot wait. She gonna is she doing I think she's doing Vegas too, but I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um but and then we saw some 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 uh former dancing with the champs in the mm-hmm. dancing with yeah. the stars champs in the audience. We saw Jordan who kept mugging for the camera every <laughs> once in a while. We saw little Emmett Smith and little Bobby Jones, uh Bobby Bones. Why I call, why I always wanna call him Bobby Jones? Bobby I Bones. Know. Bobby Jones is a gospel artist, like a completely <laughs> different person. But anyway, but then the freestyle came up. And I always say that the freestyle is won and lost on Dancing with the Stars, right? Or so I thought. Until tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Before we get to freestyles, I do just want to shout out the chat. We have yes, a ton of, of people in here tonight. I know it's like 100 people, right? Yeah, we love, we have 120 people watching live right now, which oh is gosh. great. And it's still going up. And we're just really glad to have you guys. You know, we're crazy about this show just like you. And After Buzz TV is cool because we really are the fan network. We're the ESPN of TV talk. And it's so much fun for you guys to have us in the chat. We see all your comments. We're going to read some later in the show. But thanks for joining us. We love you guys. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now, just as a nice gift to us as we approach that, Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
We would love it if you guys could hop on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. We bring this to you for free because we really love this show and we really love you guys. And to throw that back and give us those five stars really does mean a lot and really does help our show that we bring you for free. So if you wanted to do that on iTunes, that would uh, Apple Podcasts, pardon me. Yes, it's changed its name. It changed its name. <laughs> that would be wonderful and we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, and if you're watching... <laughs> And if you're watching on YouTube, right below, you can subscribe. Use the subscribe button, and you will get alerts the next time Dancing with the Stars or any of your other favorite after shows pop up on After Buzz TV. And yes. you can also give us a thumbs we up. That. We and give did. us a thumbs up. Yeah, all of that. All of that. All, all of that. that. <laughs> so let's talk about this freestyle. What What was y'all's favorite freestyle of the night? I mean, Kel's, right? Is there yeah, any other Kel- choice? Kel and Whitney. I did like Allie's, but the as much as I loved Allie's, those uh, mistakes kind of tarnished it a bit you know but it was great though but the mistakes weren't her fault i know yeah they weren't and so the so just so if if y'all have seen it y'all know the mistakes we're talking about it was two lifts that Mm -hmm. happened that kind of went awry (laughs) they went grossly awry but overall i was like i like she she she, i think she brought the she was the most like finale with the song and the people and the opening and just like everything it was a very finale-ish dance she was giving me J-Lo Gloria Estefan I was like yes girl with the she had that little J-Lo hairdo yeah I was all about it and her costume was matching Bruno's I was all about it but yes I agree that Kale had had probably the best freestyle of the night and this is why so I was pointing this out when we were watching it right and I said they did he they did a um that hip hop routine to jump by crisscross mm-hmm. that song is fast enough as it is and then they sped up the beat they sped up the tempo which was even almost it was almost double the tempo of the original song mm-hmm. and they were still right in the pocket right in sync nobody was behind the beat nobody was ahead of the beat i'm like now that's how you do a freestyle which is really right upsetting there. that they didn't get a perfect score because they had zero <sighs> mistakes zero I know. zero i know but they gave Ali and Sasha a perfect sto- score and they had the two and little and they had two little, yeah yeah and then and then i wasn't crazy about Lauren and um, Gleb's freestyle. I didn't love it either. <laughs> and I love her. I know. But mm-hmm. I, you know why? It's because it was more of like a perform performance of like if she would have been singing, and th- that's what I would have expected yes. to see. Mm-hmm. It was more of like a Coachella, I, yeah, Coachella mm-hmm. AMAs. You know, with the spirit of the AMAs last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that would have been perfect. That was more of like CMAs. A, um, the CMAs as well. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of one of those things where I was like. Um, yeah, it did. It was really like it a ballroom. Like, that's a really good point. It yeah. did look like a performance on the Country Music Association. Yeah, it did. It did. So, I think my my disappointment with Lauren's dance was it was the very obvious choice. I think what you want with the freestyle is something that after you see it, you say, "I didn't even think of that," but what a perfect idea for that person. Whereas I think with Lauren, it's like, okay, line dancing, country. I think like on paper, Lauren seems like this country girl, but I much preferred her when she was doing these beautiful foxtrots and these kind of yeah. elegant, graceful, surprising dances. Yeah. And for them to just do like a honky tonk Nashville bar, it just felt like a very obvious choice. And I, I think it was underwhelming. To, I, it was underwhelming, but I think they just wanted to go out on a high note and have yeah, some fun. For sure. Yeah, they wanted you know? to play it safe. I think yeah. I think for her to have to think about being in hold and holding her neck and her that back and all that, I think that was just <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just. She's like, look, it's the last dance. Yeah. Can we just have some fun. I hear you. Yeah, that's probably. what it looked like. Yeah. That's what it looked like. That's what. But it I know what like. you mean because, like, Hannah comes out and she starts delivering a really great dance in the beginning. I really enjoyed yes. the tango, and I was like, <gasps> I'm like, I was okay. like, okay, she yeah. looked really good at the beginning right. of that dance. We had to give it to her. She right. looked incredible. She did. I didn't like this the middle of the dance because it kind of went back to me stereotyping her as like you a know cheerleader. the cheerleader. Yeah, what was and that? And I was like, what? I was like, you were doing so fantastic. Yeah, I was and not then, having that cheerleading break. Yeah, but then she closed it and she did great. So it was great. Not so great, and then great. It was yeah. like beginning. The, the beginning and the end was fantabulous, and that middle was like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening right now? I don't understand what is going on. I felt like, in general, Hannah was dancing like, it is the last night. I'm going yeah. home mm-hmm. after this. I'm going to get on a plane. I don't have to listen to Carrie Ann Bruno Lynn. I don't have to go to another rehearsal. She's going my back feet, on The Bachelor. Right, my feet don't have to hurt. <laughs> and this was the other thing that was weird about it. Usually, they have a dance What all of the contestants from the season came back, mm-hmm. but they didn't do like a big thing like they usually do. Like it was, they did the opening number and that was kind of like it. Yeah, I think they danced to the, did they dance to the uh, Pitbull song? Yeah, they did. The they Pitbull, but it was like, breakdown. but it was really like, but it was like, it was more about Pitbull and Neo than it was. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Usually yeah. they would do a number where it would feature like the contestants or, or in the past they would have the contestants come out and do like their first dance or I do know. a dance. Remember how they mm-hmm. used to do that? I missed that. Missed I really that a missed lot. that. Like on a night, I like, was like tonight. Why are they? So it, it was almost like they were extras. They came I back know. to be background. Like that's yeah. not okay. And mm-hmm. like to have so little James, you know, when he got so unfairly booted last week, does kind of feel like, you know, why are we watching? And I liked seeing Cher, and I liked seeing Pitbull and Neo, but it's like, if we have all these, like, let's see Mary Wilson have a little redemption moment. You know? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. That's what I'm saying. And I Ray. Miss that. And I miss Ray. That. Yeah. Or, or Christy Brinkley. Like, her yeah. her wrist might be healed by now. She wasn't even there. Her daughter was. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like... <sighs> I know. That that left me feeling some kind of way. And let's just talk about James getting the booty boot boot. I was like... I know. We, we were, were shocked last week. We were really upset last that week. That was wild. My mouth dropped in my crack when I watched that. I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I know. Because I just knew he was going to win. It's crazy. Yeah, we thought he was going to win too. Oh, and speaking of the dances, curious to hear what you guys think of those like lattice style red dresses because the panel oh. did not like them. Yeah. The oh, cutouts. yeah. We, we didn't like the that. The picnic blanket we, cutout. They look like <laughs> it trashy me, lingerie. It reminded me of Hustlers. And, like, Hustlers have pretty good outfits, but this was, like, That was you know? trashy lingerie, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Somebody said, can we talk about how they showed Hannah and that Bachelor promo and asked her about it live before she danced? That was whack. That's ABC, baby. <laughs> the Bachelor is their bread and butter. They will do I, anything they can. Literally... I said I was like they probably showed this just so that she can get those extra votes for the for the night. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, but I was just like, I just. Do you mm. watch The Bachelor? No, I don't watch The Bachelor. Okay, I, me so, neither. Okay, so yeah. let me just say this because I say it on the air because I said this in the trailer and I don't really care. So I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't watch any reality TV shows like that. I don't watch the Housewife franchise. I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't watch anything in that lane because, honey, my life is full of intrigue and drama on its own. I don't need to see somebody else's intrigue and drama on television. I don't need to watch that for an hour. I could watch my own life for an hour and get that. So, no, I like watching shows like Dancing with the Stars, like American Idol, like The Voice. You know, I like watching reality competition shows, but I'm not trying to watch the bachelor because i just feel like 
and you know, maybe that's just the old, the old fashioned Midwestern girl in me. Like, I'm just like, I come from a time or a background where, you know, somebody asks you out on the phone or, you know, they take you out on a date and so you're not, you ain't, you're not trying to get with somebody that's like trying to get with 30 other women at the same time. Like, I, just, I just don't get with that concept. I can't understand. Well, it. don't worry guys. I am the monster who loves the bachelor <laughs> franchise and I will be back on the after show in 2020. You know it. Gotta see Peter Wait, in that windmill. Oh my God. You love and yourself. You so just, <laughs> I love it. I, I just thought about what you said about the windmill inside. Yeah. The- oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh, my Four God. Times. Oh, oh, and I almost forgot that other moment that they had because, you know, they like to sprinkle those little moments in there. So American Idol had this contest of oh, somebody yeah. that um, had to re-audition for a second shot at getting a golden ticket oh, to yeah. do the Hollywood thing. And they gave it to this girl named Layla and uh, Lionel Richie was there to present that to her. But that was such an awkward, that was an awkward moment. Don't no, you think that was too. awkward? Yeah, that was really awkward. It yeah. was like, very strange. Because like, it's, it's not the same, not the same show, you know? Well, same it, network, but uh, right, but there was no explanation for it. It was yeah. just kind of like, okay, and now we're gonna announce. I'm like, oh, but what happened to Dancing with the Stars? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is weird. happening? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on right now. But oh lord, gosh, I, I'm having fun tonight on this show. <laughs> I I'm know. like kind of bummed that it's. I know good. it's coming to a, it's coming to an end. I'm so sad. Do we think Dancing with the Stars going to get a 29th season? Yeah, I think yes. it will. You think? I think they might oh, want to no. hit to thirty. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. That's they a good might point. Lo- wait. They might lock it off with thirty, but I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those shows that will probably continue to go on for like ever. You know, even if it doesn't really do as well as it probably used to. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see, won't we? Sure <laughs> yeah, will. we will. Yeah. So after all of those freestyles and all of those revisits of dances and all of those little pop in by all these little artists and people and whatnot, they finally announced what the order of, of who was going to get what. And I was shocked and amazed because I called at the beginning of the show. I'm like, ooh, Lauren or Allie going to win. Lauren yeah. or Allie going to win. And Lauren was fourth. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> right. I really was. My face did do a record scratch. I was like, what is happening right now? And if that wasn't bad enough, then the third one was who? Uh, Allie was and Sasha. Allie and Sasha, yeah. And then there was another record scratch after that. (laughs) And so then we were left with Kel and Whitney and Hannah and Alan and Jeffrey Seagram. You called it. At the beginning of the broadcast, I just had a feeling. I think, you know, yeah, I know you guys didn't watch Hannah on the Bachelor franchise this season, but she was edited to be much more likable than she was on this season of Dancing with the Stars. It's interesting, on The Bachelor, I was not really a fan of hers. I think a lot of the tendencies, maybe the arguably unlikable tendencies we saw from Hannah during this season were much more present during uh, her season as a contestant. You know what it is? I don't think being a contestant and being in a competition necessarily serves the best parts of who she is. Mm-hmm. Whereas when she was the lead of the show, she was actually really compelling. She was this kind of fiercely independent woman who it was very cool to see her kind of undergo this journey of learning who she was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she shocked me in her season of The Bachelorette as being a very likable, independent, thoughtful, kind of moving journey of a woman kind of learning who she is. Okay. okay. Um, But then 
I kind of understood why America, who didn't know Hannah, maybe didn't love her back in the role of a competitor. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it always brings out the best in her. Yeah. So, but my point being, those of us who saw Hannah on The Bachelorette had a lot of goodwill toward her mm-hmm. and never underestimate the power of Bachelor Nation. That's what I'll say. Yeah, well, you, they're I crazy. Mean, they're I'm crazy. Pretty, I think I said <laughs> last week when we were like, oh, predictions who's going to win i figured that she was going to win honestly just because of the votes i was like either she's going to win or um i thought it was probably going to be surprising if like kelwa but we we already knew i thought that maybe lauren would win um it was for me it was between hannah and lauren but i did not see i did not see Allie winning actually i was convinced it was going to be between Allie. And Lauren, and as I said, my jaw dropped to my crack. Yeah. And they well, said it was Hannah. I think that if it would have been based on their dances and the growth of like them as dancers, yes, definitely would have been between Allie and Hannah. But unfortunately, as we've seen with last year's, um, I think the past, like this year and last year, have been the one- most shocking ones because it hasn't really been right, people that last year dance was well. Bobby Bones. And last year was Bobby Bones, yeah. and everybody was like shook because they were like, "Well, he he didn't grow as a dancer. He's not a g- dancer." And neither did Hannah. Hannah didn't grow as a dancer throughout the show. You know, she just kind of she came in killing it, and then she just kind of stayed in the same position. You know, you you're know? absolutely right. She did because she did come on to the show slaying, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this girl has dance experience." You could tell by her lines and the way she pointed her feet mm-hmm. and the, and the way she held her body up that she has some type of dance training. But you were right, Jeffrey C. Graham, about. That Bachelorette Nation, they yeah. they are hardcore. hardcore. And I admit, the only time, now that I'm thinking about it, the only time I ever watched The Bachelorette was that one time they had the sister on there. That was the only time. Oh, Rachel. One ta- Rachel. Did one- you like that season? I was like, really, though? Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that going, I'm confused. Yeah. Like, the whole finale thing of how they end that always confused Peter me. and Brian, that was crazy. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand. Um, for Alan's first mirror ball win, though, that's what a lot of people are bringing up. Kind of fun for Alan for him to win a mirror yeah. ball, Oh, right? yeah. 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 That's nice. But did we peep this? So we peeped it. Well, I peeped this. So usually, after they announce the winner and mm. everybody, you know, globs around everyone, Usually the people that win, they lift both of them up. Everybody's there. It's a whole big cheerful thing. And this year, when Hannah and Hannah and Alan won, you saw Alan up in the air. I didn't see Hannah in the air. And I saw everybody congregating around Kel and Whitney, which was weird. Yeah. yeah. You didn't even see the reaction of the judges either. No. We didn't yeah. see it, and the camera wasn't on any of that. And then they cut away, and was like, "Okay, see you next season for Dancing with Stars." I'm like, "What the hell? What's going yeah. on?" Yeah, it wasn't really like much of a like a celebration no. that she won. It was just more like, "Okay, here's the trophy, bye." Yeah, it was like, "Here's the trophy, bye." End of the episode. We'll see y'all next season. I'm like, "Oh," I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I don't disagree. It was a lot going on. You I know, don't understand. she's an ABC girl, and yeah, well, clearly. if you watch ABC. It was weird. It was weird and it was rushed and it was all of that. But what I will like to shout out is that the crew at Dancing with the Stars, the costumers, the hair, the makeup people, they worked their buns off to Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. that show look as effortless effortlessly as it does when we watch it. And so they definitely need a a big ups and some applause. Yep. Yeah. They, they really, they work hard. They really and do. And those costumes, they are building those new costumes every week. It's not like they're buying those costumes 
from a costume shop and redoing yeah. it. They're 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 building them from scratch, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, so that you've got all those people, and so this, so answer me this, Carlo, as somebody who's worked there. How many fittings do they have to have with those costumes? Do you know? Well, it honestly depends because sometimes they they will do the dance and then they'll try to figure out what they want the look to look like. Mm-hmm. So they kind of work together. Most of the time, it's the dancers that work with the costume designers to mm-hmm. figure out what they're going to do. But the, it's so many wardrobe fittings because they want to get it perfect to where they are, you so know? So they can dance comfortably and not be thinking about yeah. something pinching them mm-hmm. or this possibly coming out yeah. or this boob popping out over mm-hmm. here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they keep them for a while yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah they definitely deserve their props what's going on in the chat room jeff who we gonna shout out oh some mixed opinions on hannah which is interesting nick kai i appreciate your candor says seems like the panel wishes it was more of a personality contest hannah was the best technical dancer of the four finalists appreciate your opinion respectfully disagree i think Allie was a little bit of a stronger dancer than hannah well no he said the panel meaning us yeah yeah so i'm not basing my opinion based on a personality contest Mm -mm. i'm basing my opinion and i said this earlier in the show strictly based on on the fact of Dancing with the Stars is supposed to be a journey of taking someone who has never danced and turning them into a dancer. So based on that opinion and that opinion alone Lauren. is why I said Lauren. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, It wasn't that I like Lauren better than anybody else or anything like that. Based on what the journey of Dancing with the Stars is supposed to be yeah. as someone who has watched every single season since day one, that's why I, I was rooting for Lauren. But and not, it's kind of the same thing for Allie as well because Allie kind of came into the show being more of like a performer and like a pop like star singer mm-hmm. but now she's kind of developed into being more of like a ballroom dancer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jassy Jones Hannah is the first Bachelor franchise winner actually which is interesting oh that ah. is interesting yeah I'm surprised because of, of all the Bachelor people they've had on she's the first to win oh yeah oh. they've had quite a few of them on there too mm-hmm. grocery star grocery Joe. store Joe was from Bachelor franchise yeah right? he was yeah yeah. The only reason why he probably didn't win was because he wasn't a really great dancer. Oh no, he sucked. Understatement <laughs> of the year. He was pretty awful. Yes. Nice guy, but he sucked. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. What else are they talking about? Um, Emily Marlowe says most winners have past training, and it was never an outrage. Why is it with Hannah? That's an interesting point. Um, you, I think you can t- tell who's a fan of Hannah from this yeah. franchise yeah. and who. Right. Again. I don't. I can't speak for y'all, but I can speak for myself. I'm not hating on Hannah. Right. Yeah, no. I'm, we <laughs> let's be very crystal clear about this from my perspective. I'm not hating on Hannah. I don't dislike Hannah at all. I said early on, Hannah is a lovely dancer. She has lovely lines. She would execute her dances beautifully. I don't have any problem with the way Hannah danced. In my opinion. I felt like there were other people that were better overall, well-rounded-wise, not just technically. And again, as I said, Dancing with the Stars, we just said, the person that has the the best technique isn't always the one that wins. Bobby Bones didn't have technique anywhere, (laughs) and he won. So, I mean, you know, it's not about that. It's about so, so many other things. And the truth of the matter is, we just a panel talking about what we see. We like right. the show and we talking about it amongst ourselves. Like if we were watching this at home in the living room with some popcorn and some cocktails, right. yeah. this is the conversation that we would have in our house. I mean, for me, I absolutely think James Vanderbeek deserved to win. Yes, I think he was the strongest, best performer, um, best personality, best father of the year. Yeah, I mean, best husband of the year. Yeah, even just watching him, I always looked forward to his dances the most. So I don't know. You know, 
so they're they're still they're still going on about how so we're saying that we have they think that we have issues with Hannah having experience that but that we don't have issues with James having experience again it doesn't matter who has experience and who doesn't have dance experience what matters is the journey y'all it's the journey of dancing with the stars it's where you come where you come when you start and where you come when you finish and some people go on emotional journeys some people go on personal journeys where they grow as a person. Some people go on dance journeys. Like everybody's journey as a celebrity and as a pro is very different on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, you know, whoever has the best experience or doesn't should win. It should be, you know, the person that had the best journey, the person who grew the most, in my humble opinion. That's just my opinion. Uh, one quick correction. <laughs> Melissa Rycroft did win the All-Stars season. So yes. on her encore, second returning, she yes. did win. So technically... yes. That's a good. Thank you for the chat. Whoever corrected us there, I'm sorry I'm not shouting you out. No but, worries. Oh, Gretchen Marie, thank you. Do we think there's going to be another All Star season? Could be fun. I think what the show I... needs a shake up. Yeah, yeah, they got they got to do something because this was a hot buttered mess. Really, really have to do something. <laughs> well, I think that about does it. Do we want to do a roll call of everybody before we say goodbye? I guess so. We're getting out of here. No predictions. I know. No predictions. We're done. I know. No predictions. Oh wow! If we had to do just the quick quickest news, Josh. Uh, unrelated to this show, but franchise-wise, they did drop that new Bachelor promo, and I'm sure ABC is going to be obsessing over what we saw. If you guys want to see a full breakdown of what happened in the trailer, what we're seeing, I will be doing a Bachelor News Daily breakdown of the trailer tomorrow before we head to Turkey Day. So make sure you check that out on our sister channel, which is After Buzz Reality, not After Buzz Competitions. And the chat's giving us so much love right now. I just want to say, Sheena123, Carla, Carla, Jeff, love you all. We miss you, Teague. Jaden Davis, I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, Jassy Jones, shout outs. Um, just really nice. Christian Hernandez, we love y'all. Carla, Carla, Jeff, and Teague. Aww. Y'all are <laughs> very supportive. Guys. Not we every love- fandom is like this. I know, it I really know. isn't. But we thank y'all so much for joining us for twin- for season 28 of Dancing with the Stars. We have had a wonderful time here. We do miss Teague because Teague is our girl. <laughs> She's ride or die for Dancing with the Stars just like we are. She is savage. She is. Yeah. I would have loved to hear her commentary She is fierce, for this. but she is savage. Oh my God. You know Teague would have went in. Yes. Yeah. She, she would have yeah. went in. But we love her and we missed having her here this evening. But that does it for us. Let's get out of here. Um, where can we find y'all? Well, you guys, thank you so much for an amazing season. I am Carla Beltran and you can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran. We'll see you guys next season uh, here on Dancing with the Stars. If you guys want to follow, follow me on Instagram, that's where I want to be routing people now is to my Instagram. <laughs> that's the new, like, thing. So yeah. <laughs> y'all can find me at Jeffrey Crane Graham. That's C-R-A-N-E-G-R-A-H-A-M. And I'm Carla Renata. You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me here at Black Hollywood Live on Sundays doing my film review show, The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. And right back here at After Buzz TV on Sundays doing the General Hospital After Show. So, until next season, season 29 of Dancing with the Stars, we will see y'all on the flip side. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 